The Playhouse and That's Not Kind of Productions acknowledge the Yuggera people, traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording this show today and all surrounding areas where we live, learn and work. We also pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the very first episode of Playhouse. Exciting! Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for tuning in. So, we're a super duper brand new podcast. Very super new. Very new. Literally, we're new to it as well. Day one. <laughs> but yeah, we are based in Brisbane and we're a new creative um, platform just basically expressing how much we love theatre, really. Yeah. Now, you're probably already well obsessed with Theatre House. You must have seen them all over your newsfeed, mm-hmm. all over the web, discussing all things theatre. Well, we're a podcast version of that. We're like that baby. We're like a little fresh newborn. Kind of like the voices. Like you've got the words there, but we're just gonna say it when you're on the go. When you're on the train. Yeah. Are you on the train? Hi, if you're on the train. Hello. Yeah. Like if you're doing your chores. Hello. You're doing your chores. Well it, done. In for the doing cup, your Maybe you're driving to an audition. Oh yes. Oh, that would be good actually. Chookers, if you are. Oh all yes. The best. Chookers. I hope you get it. Let us know if you do. Okay, right. So we're gonna <laughs> introduce ourselves because we oh, yeah. are <laughs> lagging so much already. Um. Do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, totes. Okay. Well, I am Brooke, Brooke Edwards. I am a performer, a writer, a choreographer, and I'm almost, so close, I'm almost a high school drama teacher. Woo-hoo! Six months to go till I graduate. Six months yeah, to so, go. So close, but so far. I um, <laughs> I did my BFA in drama, and I'm currently doing my master's in secondary teaching. So <gasps> Fancy, fancy. We're just a few short episodes away from me being Miss Edwards. Oh! <gasps> We'll have to do a graduation episode. Oh, can we? That'd be so, oh my, that'd be so wholesome. Yes, we'll do that, actually. Okay. Anyway, introduce yourself, Chelsea. All right. Talk about well, me. So, uh, hello. My name is Chelsea August. I am a performer, director, and playwright. Well, emerging anyway, I guess you could say it, because I'm actually studying a Bachelor of Fine Arts and Drama at the moment. So, I'll be in my third year this year. And from what you can tell from my accent already, I don't know if you can pick it up, but um, I'm a Kiwi, and I'm from New Zealand. And yeah, you're going to hear this voice for a while. And yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Positive, positive. Yeah. I just mean if they stop listening, but they won't. <laughs> yeah. Because you're on your way to your audition. Who else is going to wish you good luck? We are. Exactly. All righty. So we're going to link right into the uh, interviews right now. So who's our first guest? Do you want to introduce them? Heck yes, I do. Here to play on our very first episode is local director, choreographer, performer, superstar, Brie Langridge. What a fruitful resume she has. I've been looking through it, like doing a bit of research and oh my goodness, she's done so much already. What an actual superstar. She, She can do everything. We'll have a chat to her about her exciting directorial debut for Once on This Island with Altitude Theatre, how she balances life as a professional performer and a mother, and her passion for heralding BIPOC talent as a panel judge on the Artists of Colour initiative. Let's head right into it. Hi, Brie. Hi. That was a great intro. Well done. Thank you. I was so nervous. For those listening, it took a long time to get through it, but we got there in the end. It's randomly a bit cold in Brisbane today, so it takes a while to get that mouth warmed up. (laughs) Should have done my warm-ups before. (laughs) So let's get straight into it. Once on this island, your directorial debut. How are you feeling? Um, good. It's funny, I was thinking about this last night. Because I've swung so much and understudied so much, when I get nervous about the enormity of what I'm about to undertake, I always say to myself and younger performers who I'm, you know, in charge of that are swinging and whatnot, surrender to the text. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to do 
is not think about it as my directorial debut, but just surrender to the work. And so once I get in the room or once I'm in a meeting, I surrender to what it is that's important and then it doesn't feel so scary. <laughs> I love that. Because it is it is a lot, but it's a beautiful show and the text and the writing and the music is so wonderful that you know, you don't want to mess with it too much. You just want to bring it to life in Brisbane and Queensland. And I think that's what we're focusing on is that I want to be able to direct performers here of all, you know, backgrounds so that they can tell this beautiful story and then also have the challenge of in the round at Labot and everything mm. that that will entail. So, and I, I'm hoping that the experience I've had in major music theatre with resident choreography and swinging and all that kind of stuff seeing things seeing shows go up across Australia and Asia with difficulty in lighting and different different um theatres will facilitate the challenges that in the round will will sort of show that is my child um <laughs> Hi, <Keanu. laughs> just making a weird noise another special guest here yeah <laughs> so yeah so I'm I'm incredibly excited we're kind of at the stage of we've just put the brief out you know it is a process so I've decided what's important to me in the show. We've put out what we're looking for and then um, we will see what comes in the room. The idea of the brief was to make it really inviting but really clear so that people understand what they're getting involved in but that it's warm enough that it gives them ability to be individual in the room, which is kind of what we wanted. Yeah. Awesome. Did you ever think you would have like – in your whole like creative career, did you ever think I want to direct a show? Did you ever thought about that? Like, it's before funny. This? Well, it depends when you would ask me that. You know, in mm. my career, I think as a young performer, I just wanted to dance. That's all I wanted. Just let me dance, and I'm happy. And we're talking yeah. like you know, ten years old. <laughs> and then I kind of grew boobs and a bum, and I didn't really have the ballet body or contemporary body. And I was like, oh damn it, how am I going to be on stage? <laughs> and then I did a school play in year 11 and we took a company bow and I remember driving home in Tassie with mum and I said this is what it's about when you feel like you have told a story and you bow as a as a company Mm. I want to do this and then the school was doing a musical which I hadn't really I didn't honestly I didn't really know what the whole music theatre thing was you know so I was just doing my ballet exams and then I did a school musical and then that's kind of what I wanted moved to Melbourne got music theatre la 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 and then one of the producers who I absolutely love gave me a – I got a job and it was an ensemble plot and I'd been swinging for a while. Yeah, I know, mate. <laughs> I'd been swinging for a while and I got an ensemble plot and I thought, great, I can have a little break, can have a little holiday. And then she rang and she said, I want you to dance, Captain. I said, no way, it's so much work and there are other people in the company that have done this, you mm-hmm. know, and I kind of – I'd been putting out that I wanted to assist choreographers but not – I hadn't kind of – put that out. So I always have kind of five to 10 year plans. And that was one that I wanted to start assisting choreographers. Anyway, this producer said, do you want a DC dance captain? I said, no, it's too much work. And and there's other people that have done it in the company, you know, they're more experienced. Anyway, she said, look, the choreographers asked for you. It's seven months. If you hate it, I won't make you do it again. (laughs) Anyway. And I said, okay, no, I love it. I love that people are straight up with it. And so I loved it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of mixed 
you know, empowering young performers because a lot of the work for that kind of resident stuff on major music theatre shows is to help the first and second covers be brilliant to go on. Mm-hmm. And that's where so much of the rewarding work is and, and, and empowering the company to do it eight shows a week and finding different different notes to give them that make them want to be the best they can and bring the show to, to its its best. So that happened and then I loved that and then I, I took another resident gig and then I had just started to put out to casting agents that I would perhaps try to p- throw my hat in the ring for resident directing and choreographing on shows that have the one person. And then I auditioned for Altitude mm-hmm. and then they asked me to do it. So it was kind of, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I was unsure mm-hmm. about directing, but I was starting to do more stuff in institutions and music theatre. <laughs> That's my son. He agrees. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's learning what it is to grunt. Um, he's four and a half months. <laughs> oh. uh, so, yeah, it's kind of been a trajectory. And then I've been with COVID and having a baby, I had all the time to do a whole bunch of stuff that I hadn't had time to do, you know, build your mm. website. And that kind of makes you reassess what you want in life. Yeah. You know, so now I have this starting to direct and, and sort of choreograph my own stuff, it then is questioning, well, what next? Yeah. Which is really exciting, even though I haven't directed yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got to learn somehow yeah, anyway. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And so it's, it's really, it's really ex- exciting to not have any boundaries. And that's mm-hmm. what I often say to young kids and youth performers that I work with, particularly in School of Rock, mm-hmm. is that if you give someone a limit, that's as far as they'll go. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep evolving – they'll surprise you, which is kind of what I want to do on Once on this Island. You know, I don't yeah. want to put a limit on what a performer can bring into the room and what a show can do and mm. what we can do. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that was a very long-winded answer. So did I ever think no. I would direct? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> no, we love long answers, definitely. Oh, my goodness. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, you did talk about Outto Theatre as well. Do you know the people who created the company? So I. friends? No, no, I didn't. I, I think I'd auditioned with Joe, who is the artistic director, Joe Simons, mm-hmm. uh, in Melbourne. But I was here in Brisbane and my husband and I bought here a couple of years ago. He's from Queensland and we wanted to make a life here. So I wanted yeah. to get to know what was going on here locally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd only, it was five weeks postpartum and <gasps> the producers was auditioning <laughs> and I just thought, I'm going to go in. Like, I want to see what these guys are about. Mm. I'll just let them know that. I've just had a baby and I can't jump and turn, but I can still kind of dance anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I just sort of go in and I went in and it was really exciting because COVID was still pretty fresh, yet we were we – were, Okay. We were, in a, we, were in a rehe- we were in an audition and it was like we were probably one of the first in the country and I was just mm. super excited. And Altitude, which was Adam Gardner kind of – opened the auditions by saying, you know, how open and transparent the company wants to be, how inclusive they want to be, how excited they were. Anyway, so I did my audition. I, I know, I, I, the producers, I'm four foot eleven, <laughs> but uh, I was still interested. So in my audition, after I'd sung and it was just me, Adam kind of asked me a whole bunch of questions. Mm. Oh, you know, there's a bunch of choreography on your CV and what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to choreograph other people's work or do you want to look after and just put me on the spot? Anyway, auditions yeah. are weird and mm-hmm. you get like really nervous and you kind of do weird answers in there. So I, I articulated it to the best of my ability. I was also thinking, wow, my boobs are really full. I haven't seen my child for a while. I need to breastfeed. The time's ticking. Like, <laughs> all this stuff, you know, the reality of what you're going yeah. through. 
anyway, I got home and I couldn't stop thinking about, I mean, we all go over auditions in our head anyway. That's never going to go away no matter how much experience you have. But I thought, I'm look, you know what, I'm going to email them and just say, I'm not sure if I articulated correctly, but here's the answers to your questions. And really, really straightforward. Mm. Anyway, Adam then messaged me and said, we'd really love a chat with you. It's funny that you email me because I thought you were very articulate. So anyway, they we arranged a chat. I thought they were going to ask me to sort of mentor people. But what they asked was, would I um, associate direct and Corey Joe Joe's work on the producers and then in turn flip it and he will associate direct, associate direct and choreography choreographed once on this island Mm. and at first I was like whoa that is a lot of work I'm not I don't know if I'm ready but then I thought Mm. well I've just sent out a like a reference to some major casting agents saying that I'd like to direct and choreograph so here's your chance Brie and of course once on this island has been you know something that I definitely want to do so it's been really yeah it was really good so we've learned so much about your career so far, which is super, super, super cool and so inspiring yeah, in general. Literally. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we wanted to touch on the AOC initiative. Yep. How did you get involved? Um, Tarek, who is a Melbourne-based performer, because I lived in Melbourne for 10 years <laughs> before I lived in Sydney, before I lived in Brisbane, mm-hmm. and he messaged me and asked if I would be interested and I was absolutely interested. So when I went to VCA, I was scholarshiped through the Willen Centre, which mm-hmm. is a cultural Indigenous centre. Part of my work was to then go on a recruitment tour to rural areas and work with Indigenous people to try and kind of open up the possibility of the arts as a serious career for them. Mm. So I really enjoyed that work and I haven't done much of that work since I've been on major music theatre stuff. So part of me coming back to Brisbane was to try and find some of that work here. Mm -hmm. And then Tarek just messaged me and said, would you be interested in being on the panel? Mm. And I would absolutely be interested. The funny thing with me is, and I know this is political, but I'm going to say it anyway. um, I was in the Rob Guest Endowment and I love the Rob Guest Endowment. I know stuff happened there and I don't need to go into that. However, what the Rob Guest Endowment does, which the AOC does, is encourages young performers to perform and almost audition for a bunch of industry panellists without limitations. Mm -hmm. So you're not trying to fit a brief. You're simply being yourself. And my experience on the Rob Guest Endowment for that was brilliant. So when the AOC came up, it was perfect because of the current climate and getting those performers to be seen, but also gives them the chance without limitation. So I was all in for it. So you could choose whether you looked at which round you looked at, but I did them all because I wanted to see them all and I wanted Mm -hmm. to help them all. So that's kind of, that kind of work really is something that was missing in my life because mm. if I'm just if you're just touring, I always try and teach in certain cities to to kind of just fuel because there's nothing like you know that kind of work. So the AOC has been really really inspiring for me to watch these young performers not have any limitations, not have to fit a brief, and it's it also is really great for their development to go. Okay, well, what do what is the best version of me? What is the best version of me so that I can audition to the best and not feel like I need to fit a brief? So, yeah, I literally emailed Tarek yesterday and said, send the Once on this Island brief to every single person. Tell them to send a tape, like whatever they need to do to continue this propelled kind of energy that they have from the AOC to give them as much possibility 
as possible. Um, and then I also sent it to ACPA, the Aboriginal Centre for Performing Arts, and just said, call me, like, talk to me about the process. If you've got performers that don't know what a music theatre show is or mm. what this is, we will help you. So that's kind of, the, you know, it's not a different career path, but it's definitely hand in hand in what I want to be able to do. You know, like I want my kid to grow up and go, oh, yeah, mum helped with that, you know. Yeah. yeah. So wow. it's, it's kind of. Have yeah. a bit of a legacy, really. I'm looking <laughs> at my notes because I actually wrote down thoughts. I'm going to make sure I haven't missed anything. No, go for it. No, yeah, that's it. Yeah, good. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. Younger, yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you okay? He's quite heavy, isn't he? Yeah. I know. He's well, divine. yeah, because um, wow. next thing we're going to say is because you're now you're now a mum, so having all <laughs> you can put him on the floor if you want to, and he might just kick around. <laughs> he wants to go for a bit of adventure. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so I was going to say you're you're a working mum now. Yeah. How has that been? Being a creative performer, choreographer, and now having a baby. Yeah. That, yeah. That, how's that going at the moment? I mean. Again, it's different to what we expected. I thought I would be in Manila and South Africa with School of Rock until 36 weeks mm-hmm. and then having a baby and going into another show in November. <gasps> um, and it, that didn't happen because of COVID. Yeah. So it's actually, for someone that hates, has FOMO on everything, the fact that I could just have a baby and nothing was going on was selfishly perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, mum life is amazing. I love being a mother. Mm-hmm. It's hard to leave your baby to go to work. Yes. Um, it's really, really hard. But my husband is in the industry as well. So I like to think we have a really good balance of allowing each other to work. So, for instance, he instance he is in music. He's actually the MD of Once on This Island. Mm-hmm. And at the moment he's doing a lot of production work. So he was going to be here but he's got a deadline. So I said, I'll take the baby. It's yeah. okay. We'll deal with it. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're learning as we go along, you know, like kids sleep at different times. You think, oh, you've got it all sorted and things change. So I think it's just the ability to be flexible and not, it's a balance. You don't want to mess with, you don't want to expect too much of your child, but then you don't want to keep them locked up and then they're not around what it is that you do. Mm -hmm. And then my husband and I were talking the other day and I kind of was thinking, I don't want to go back to work to think, oh, I need to provide for my child. Mm. Well, I mean, I do need to provide for my child. But what I want to do is build a life with the child, you know. So I want them to be a part of the the building of our life and our legacy, if you will. But what yeah. it is we're doing, you know. And I was thinking the other day, gosh, am I giving him enough – am I giving him enough stimulation in music? And then I think, of course you are. He's literally around it 24-7. <laughs> been on flights already oh. he's here in a podcast he's <laughs> you know he's got his noise cancelling earphones in the studio and so I that's, don't know look that's all I know so far and it's just going to be a day by day month by month scenario. Yeah. I mm-hmm. start full-time with Shrek next week which means my husband is an at-home dad yeah and we will be putting him into a little bit of daycare a little bit of babysitting just to keep the balance beautiful yeah. and we just see how it goes yeah um and actually the theatre's been great. You know, things are really progressive these days with allowing babies into into workspaces and that's how it should be. So, And I think that's part of having females in power. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. that, that little rubbing noise is my son like rolling around on the floor. <laughs> anyway. And I loved that quote to keep the balance beautiful because I think there's always yeah. so much pressure on working mums to do the, the 50-50 or to have that perfect schedule organised and yeah. colour-coded and mm. everything's in Tupperware containers. And I love that. Keep the balance beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You know, so 
Because it's about mental health for the mother and the father mm. and the child to, I mean, if we are doing what we need to do as artistic people, we're better parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to thinking, oh, no, I must be a mother. You know, I knew that was never going to be me. And my, I think, deep in his heart, he was hoping he would get some time alone with the child <laughs> my husband was. So, um, yeah, that's really exciting. For us, I want another one. Like now, yeah. it's, you you have a first kid, and absolutely not. And then they a couple of months later, you forget, and they yeah. grow so quick. So I mean, we will have more kids, yeah, and more dogs, and <laughs> it will just we'll work it out. Power yeah. family, yeah. You just yeah. We also have seen we've we're surrounded by it. You know, Lucy Durack has kids. Patrice Depoki has kids. Mm. I think I'm the third or fourth parent in Shrek the musical so wow. it's yeah it's it's becoming the norm which it should be so yeah it's exciting yeah. you can do all the things that you really enjoy doing and still have that family life yeah. lifestyle as well yeah and it'll important. keep it real because if I get home I won't want to work when I'm at home I want to be at home wholly and solely which is something I've always struggled with letting like let it leaving work at work yeah exactly <laughs> so it's probably good I wanted to touch on as well, there's this beautiful photo on your Instagram of Keanu watching you on TV. Yes. <gasps> oh, I just got goosey that, just that was, that was Well, that was one of my hardest days because I, I sung the anthem at um, Suncorp, Suncorp, Suncorp yeah. Stadium and my husband was playing in a show down south. So it was the first day both of us were at work mm-hmm. and wow. I was there for a long time with sound check. So mm. um, that was a hard day to keep mm. my head in the game. And we had a young babysitter who is in the industry and looks after all the industry kids come over. But she was beautiful. She put the TV on and there I was. So he watched me sing on live TV. So Because usually you would have been allowed to sort of have him in in the stadium. But with COVID restrictions, Mm. I didn't want to push the boundaries. Mm. And I was really impressed with their protocol of... You know, they had that clean and dirty sections where how many times you'd been te- you'd been temperature checked and stuff. So I was really grateful that they were keeping that safe. So yeah. to keep your baby safe, you leave him at home and he watches you on TV. And yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It's. I mean, that's the beginning of his life. Yeah, yeah. It's it, cool it, to it see is. it like in the future though. You're saying that's my mummy on TV. Yeah, literally. yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He agrees. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And it's, it's going to be the first of so many too. Like it's only a matter of time till he's sitting in the theatre. You're up on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Be awesome. COVID. It wasn't pleasant uh, at all no. for everyone mm. though. But yeah. yeah, how did that go for you? Because especially for the creative industry and performing in that, it requires obviously audience members and that to be yeah. there. How yeah. did that how did that go for you? Like, were you able to keep your creativity? It was pretty devastating for a start. And yeah. I think what devastated the most of us and upset myself more than anything is that we weren't given any recognition on any kind of political standpoint nobody Mm -hmm. ever mentioned us it was all hospitality and tourism Mm -hmm. and I know they were hit hard and the airlines don't and the airlines airlines. but I just (laughs) think you know what if we didn't have shows no one would be flying it was really frustrating yeah and you know it's that whole thing of when 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 things get really bad bushfires Christmas carols. We all we all work Christmas Eve at the carols for mm-hmm. nothing. Where well, everybody yeah. sits at home with their families. We leave our families yeah. for Vision, Vision Australia, and we go and work. So that's that was the most frustrating. But to keep creative, I literally did my to do list. I did my website. I got new headshots. I um, look re looked at what I wanted to do mm. with life. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
showbiz. And <laughs> that's what he needed to do. Um, that's being authentic. Yeah, and I think for me, because I had done so much work on on stage, it was the time to realign my body, to be honest. I did a lot of home workouts. I was quite pregnant. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so that was kind of what I did and I did a lot of <laughs> – a lot of people asked me to do stuff online and we just did it. I did uh, callbacks for auditions on online, self-tapes. So I think I, I like to have one creative project a week. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't want to push myself to be like, oh, everybody's doing stuff online. I need to. Maybe mm-hmm. I just need a break. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it can be a bit of a sign. I think for everyone in the, like, the whole world, they were all like, mm-hmm. we just need a break. I need from to everything. learn how to make bread now because everyone's doing that. <laughs> no. And I, like, I, we, didn't, we really didn't want to push ourselves to. I oh, know, mate. We really didn't want to <laughs> give ourselves, push ourselves to do, to feel like we needed to to produce all this stuff. We yeah, wanted to yeah. go, okay, the world is asking us to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just take a break, really. Hold on. And I think as performers as well, you never get that. You, as soon as you're like, you know what, I'm going to take a holiday, I'm going to take a break, and then things pop up. You, you yeah. never really get the chance to be like, this is my designated switch-off time, peace out, time to chillax for me. Yeah. It's not really an off switch in like performing as well. You yeah. just keep doing gig up. No, gig well, up if you gig. don't continue to push yourself, you, 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 you fall out of the race. Mm. And so for us... We wanted to continue to be creative. We wanted to get the to-do list done, but we we also didn't want to pressure ourselves to be creative in that time and then to just mm. to take time to reset and be healthy. Yeah, it, it was a really rough time and it was a really scary time, like financially, everything. Oh, yeah. Like I'm about mm-hmm. to bring a child into the world and mm. here I was thinking I had continued work and all of a sudden you've got nothing. Yeah. Um, it's terrifying. I think during the peak as well of COVID, though, you were like, oh, my God, how are we ever going to recover from this? But yeah. luckily for us, we're very lucky yeah. of where we are, like Australia as well, mm-hmm. that we're able to bring back theatre so quickly mm-hmm. compared to other countries, which I feel so bad of, really. But, um, yeah, and it's also recovering from it as well, of the whole lockdown. Yeah, and yeah. and so now you kind of you want to be respectful and go in, but you also just want to take your time and get it right. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really good. You know, already I've noticed the protocol going into Shrek. I had to go and have a COVID test yesterday, which I was more than willing to do yes. mm-hmm. because, you know, you want everybody to be negative and you just do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the new lifestyle, really. The new yeah, norm. The in new way. normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alrighty. So, so to finish off, as Theatre House is the home of theatre, we want to know where do you feel most at home? Like, is your home? Ah, your okay. Home? Yeah, my, I think my home is my home. Mm-hmm. It's hard because we've travelled with work for so long. Yeah. You know, when I was on, I toured with Wicked for three years, <gasps> pretty much. Oh my and gosh! <laughs> it was funny. I didn't really have a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three years, yeah. I did almost a year in Sydney, a year in Australia and then Singapore and Korea, yeah. So it was funny that going backstage where that theatre was and because no matter which theatre you did, you were in, backstage looks pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. That yeah. felt like home, mm. you know, and you go, we did School of Rock for a really long time and you go and you see mm. those people and that feels like home. So it's been funny not have, with COVID, not being able to go into the theatre and seeing the... The usual people that you see is a bit strange, but I think as I get older, I I try to make my home my sanctuary, mm-hmm. um, and I'm also like a very enthusiastic gardener. Ooh. So, <laughs> so long as I'm on grass, then I'm mm. happy. So I think that's kind of where I feel at home. It kind of goes hand in hand with me, Ooh. sort of. 
yes, I want to direct and stuff, but I think the next step for me would be to tell my own stories. Yeah. So that's kind of like when I think about what home really is, and if it's theatre and, and, and land, then I need to – that's probably my next – after I actually – learn to direct and get and get you know start to do that I think that yeah so but that's where I kind of feel like at home no matter what I what what else I try it's the live you know you get backstage with a bunch of people low at the loading dock and or yeah that's kind of yeah yes it is my house but it's also like a dirty rehearsal studio with twenty <laughs> with twenty dancers. I just love Lots that. <laughs> yeah, mate, that's where I thrive. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That well, is fantastic. Well, thank you so much for having us. <laughs> then that, that that's yeah, that's he's sad to go. And thank you, Keanu, our very special guest today. VIP. Yes. <laughs> Can you be quiet for a little minute? Oh, it's like okay. I need my time to shine here. <laughs> I am super thrilled that Brisbane has embraced us? Whoa, yes. that's not happening. You're just <laughs> going to do that, are you? Yes. yes. No, I am super thrilled that Brisbane is um, – it just seems to have a real buzz around it with mm. theatre and local talent and I kind of am super happy that as a Tasmanian yes. <laughs> who they don't claim me anymore because I've been gone too long, um, <laughs> that Queensland is sort of embracing us and mm. what where we want to go. Yeah. And that's what I want to do with Once on this island. It's like I really want to try as much as possible to get the local talent in. Just quickly, where can people find you if they want to learn more about ah, you? So if you want to find me, you, I have a website, breelanguage.com. Awesome. It's a little bit confusing on social media because I think I'm Bree Language on Instagram but Bree Topoki, married name on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> so Bree Language is the best. It's the website and it kind of, yeah, I try to keep it up to date with mm-hmm. kind of what I'm doing and what's important to me. For sure. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bree, and thank you, Keanu, for having us. We'll see you <laughs> soon. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Alrighty, want to have a play in Brisbane? Here are our playhouse picks for this week. So, would you like to meet Brie on the island? Auditions for Once on This Island take place on the 23rd to the 24th of January and artists of all cultural backgrounds and identities are strongly encouraged to apply. Very cool. Room on the Broom. Now that's going to be some fun for the whole family. Taken straight from the pages of the award-winning picture book by Julia Donaldson and Axel Scheffler. This production will delight the young and the young at heart. Room on the Broom is playing at QUT Gardens Theatre from the 7th till the 11th of January. Now speaking of fun for the whole family, Chelsea, what's going on at Brisbane Arts Theatre? So, yes, uh, the Brisbane Arts Theatre brings the age-old tale of Goldilocks to Brisbane audiences in their first production of their 2021 season, which is pretty exciting. Uh, Brought to you by the author of My Hamster is a Genius series, Dave Lowe brings a modern take onto a household classic that will have you rolling with laughter, which is Goldie, the untold story of Goldilocks. This plays from the 16th of January to the 27th of March, which is pretty exciting. Now... There is something for the adults. Calling my fellow Gold Coasters. Hello. Hi. How are you? GCLT, also known as Gold Coast Little Theatre, will be holding auditions for <clears throat> No Sex, Please, We're British on January. <laughs> That's pretty good. For it someone who's good. definitely not British, that was not bad. It actually was good. Better Thank than you. My one. Yes. January 23rd, 10am for auditions. It's a hilarious comedy which examines, here we go, promiscuity and the British Constitution. Two, two things I don't think are put together often enough. Yeah. 
Give us more. <laughs> Give us more promiscuity in the British Constitution, please. I'll write a play, more promiscuity in British Constitution, please. Um, oh anyway, gosh. it's a production. It's sure to have the audience in stitches, just as much fun as we've had talking about it. Don't be shy, apply for an audition. And yeah, exactly. You can also check out our Instagram, which is at PlayhousePod or TheatreHouse.com website for all the links that you need for about this information if you're interested. We'll also have links to stuff in the show notes. Oh, yes. That's Ooh. very important. Yes. That actually wraps up our first Playhouse podcast episode. Woohoo! <gasps> Thanks for tuning in. Hope, you, hope you've enjoyed. Hope you've had as much fun as we have, which is a lot of fun. And yeah, even though it was the first episode, it will, it may be a little bit rough, but that's fine. You we'll learn get there. From it. Believe you learn in from us. It. We believe in you. It's the first episode. We're allowed to make mistakes. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a VIP super special guest from Broadway. Broadway. And even better, Mean Girls. Mean Girls on Broadway. Mean Girls on Broadway. It's a Broadway musical about girls that are mean. Not telling you who it is because it's a secret. And it's based on the hit movie that you know and love. Mean Girls. Mean Girls on Broadway. Pretty self-explanatory, really. There's also boys in it as well. Some of the boys are mean. Yes. But anyway, anyway, um, yeah, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. So that was our first episode. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you for the next episode. Yeah, see you next week. See you later, guys. (laughs) Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening. (laughs) And scene. a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know wherever you find fun and funny podcasts or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com a That's Not Canon Productions podcast